0: I'm lates Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Stephanie Calliner is the executive producer and showrunner of a new DreamWorks animated series, Pinecone and Pony. It premieres this Friday, April the 8th on Apple TV+. Stephanie, it is great to meet you.
1: It's great to meet you too.
0: I love the show. I've seen the first few episodes. I think families are really going to like this. Congratulations. Oh, thanks so much. That's so kind. I I hope you're right. Yes, yes. You know, medieval <laughs> times and jousting and warriors and wizards and forest creatures. Were you interested in all of this when you were young?
1: Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm. I'm a huge fantasy nerd. So when this show came along, it was like had everything I loved all rolled up into one.
0: Beautiful. And and what do you think? fascinates this generation of kids now that you've worked on this show? What do you think fascinates them about medieval times and everything that you capture in Fine Coated Body*?
1: Well, I guess there, there's always a way to make things feel like fresh and new for audiences. I think with the, with the types of stories we're telling and the themes. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's always a way to put a fun medieval fantasy twist on what feels like a fresh and modern theme. So I think like there's a way of using the, the medieval fantasy genre to express something new, even if, you know, we have seen that genre before.
0: And, and Pinecone and Pony, you watch these episodes that they have so much spirit to them and they learn a lot too, which, which we'll get into some of the aspects, but they have such a fun energetic spirit to them. What were your goals in wanting to express this relationship?
1: I guess a big part of it is that, like, um, even though they're very different from each other in a certain way, they still really connect because they let they let the other person be themselves, and they they honor and love each other as they are. They don't ask the other person to change. Pony's a lot more chill than Pinecone. Pinecone's really like get in there and go and and do everything, and she's got these lofty goals. And Pony's happy to just. She support her and be alongside her. And then she, in turn, like he helps her kind of slow down and ground herself. And so, yeah, they give a lot to each other, but they also, we also made sure to have an episode to show how they're not codependent too. They also have, they respect each other's differences and, and they let themselves be independent as well.
0: That's what you want in a friend. You want somebody to trust and you want to allow the other person to be themselves you're absolutely right you really show that through this and in the first episode which is called the prettiest pony you have a lot of commentary on dog shows and i used to (laughs) i used to watch the dog show on thanksgiving day i haven't in the last few years but why did you feel that was a must that you needed to do this commentary with the first episode
1: there was a lot of inspiration drawn from Best in Show just because that's such a funny movie, especially with the, t- the style of the commentating that's going on. Huh. Um, but also with that episode, we really wanted to express the sort of the main theme of the show that came out in the book, which is, was about like, oh, there's there's more than one way to be. And, and so the sort of the main theme of that episode is about how Pinecone thinks, oh being a warrior is being like tough being like really serious and brave and all these things and it's like ponies showing her that no like you can be you can show this like softer side don't be afraid to get cute and cuddly and um and there's their strength and that too you can be just as fierce being like beautiful and 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 cute and so it really helps like Show Pinecone that full like spectrum, the like really lets her be her full self and not just one express one side of herself.
0: Very true. Yeah, the the themes really come through in that first episode and I think that's really going to impress parents and you're so right about Best in Show. It is an iconic comedy. I had the chance to interview Fred Willard a couple years ago before he passed and he loved being able to talk about working on that movie and people coming up to him about it and the commentating aspect, which is some of the funniest scenes that have ever been put on film.
1: They're so good. I mean, I love Christopher Guest movies, but that, that one really stood out. It's so funny.
0: You've been in the comedy world a long time with some TV shows in Canada. Has Has Christopher Guest really been an inspiration for you? And, and who are some of the other people that have inspired you in the comedy world?
1: Well, I mean, I do. I love Christopher Guest movies because I love that. The characters are just so authentically themselves, and that's where all the comedy comes from. They're just so committed to these oddball characters and making these oddball characters feel real that that you just you just laugh and they're not really telling joke joke jokes on the page. they're just being themselves in an authentic way, which I love. Um, I mean, like Simpsons is a huge comedy inspiration for me like or like the first eight seasons is like, you know perfect um I love Bob's Burgers I love comedy that's kind I love I love um I don't think that like expressing themes, makes something unfunny. You know, some people think like, oh, if you're learning, then you're not laughing. (laughs) But I really, I really don't think things have to be mutually exclusive like that. You can have a good, warm heart and and still be like really, really funny because I laugh so hard watching Bob's Burgers, but I also sometimes cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to be looking forward to the Bob's Burgers movie then coming out in a month and a half.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. that's I'm great
0: yeah that's great that you talk about uh, kind comedy because i wanted to ask you with with what you do some of your shows on canada tv have been more aimed at adults than kids even in the animation world is it tougher is it trickier to write comedy that you feel is going to land for kids versus adults
1: well i always try to imagine that adults are watching too because i'm an adult who watches a lot of kids tv you know like I'm a huge fan of Avatar and Hilda and she and like I, I love I get a lot out of kids content you know like um and so I I hope that adults watch Pinecone and Pony 2 especially because a lot of adults are fans of Kate Beaton I hope that they tune in because I feel like we we worked really hard and with Kate to be really true to her voice um her comedic voice um but um I forget the question. I'm sorry. I just got to the last time. No, you're no
0: talking. worries. No, no. Is it, is it tricky? Because yes, you're right. This show is going to be co-viewing without question, but also you you never want to obviously step over the line when it comes to comedy. When, when kids are watching, is it, is it trickier than, than just going for jokes for adults?
1: Well, I try to think about it. Like I don't, this at the end of the day, this is a show for kids. I'm not trying to lob anything over their heads for the parents where kids are going to be like, feel left out of the joke. I don't like the idea that they're going to see their adults laughing and feel like, Oh, what are they laughing at? I bet they won't tell me if I ask, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't like stuff like that. Like I, I want the kids to feel like if the kids aren't going to laugh, then we'll find a different joke. You know, like there's always going to be a funny joke that'll make the kids and the parents laugh. I feel so. Um, I just always remind myself that it's for them. And, I, and the same thing when thinking of themes for the show, I try to really remember and, and all the writers on the show, we've all told a lot of personal stories to try to remember like what it feels like to be a kid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, to try to dig up old feelings that we thought we could explore that felt authentic to being a kid.
0: Nice, nice. Stephanie Calliner is with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Pinecone and Pony premieres this Friday, April 8th on Apple TV+. Plus. We mentioned the show is based on author Kate Beaton's picture book, The Princess and the Pony. So how surreal was it for you bringing the book to life and for her seeing her story and concept, that whole universe, expand?
1: Wow. I mean, she, she was just amazed. Like, she... I think she felt really really touched, you know, because she'd done the book a while ago and um seeing all these different writers come in and a- sort of add to her world. I think I think yeah, I'm just trying to remember like she 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 said she felt really touched and also just really like um impressed by everyone and their skill set because it's a bit of a different skill set than she's had working on on books and comics. And I think also like she got a lot out of it being a a team experience because writing in a writing room, you know, everybody's adding on to each other's ideas and yes, ending and all that um, to make the product. And when you work alone, as she said, she's often had to do like as a, as a writer of books and and stuff. um, She's, she had never really had that team experience before. And so she got a lot of out of that. Yeah. And seeing the show come to life, like there's so many more, characters and it's really taken on a life of its own she said that there's the book and there's the show and um and she's very proud of both
0: that is fantastic to hear and in the episode try this club on for size it features some very encouraging lines pinecone and pony never back down from a challenge and to get over a wall you got to give it your all so what was the biggest technical challenge you had to overcome when making pinecone and pony
1: Ooh, technical challenge um you mean like an terms of the animation or or... yeah was
0: there anything with the animation itself or or maybe even with with one of the episodes one of the storylines or anything like that
1: um I mean like a big part of what made this more challenging um was we we did the whole show during COVID like Mm. that we got the green light um uh May 20th in like 2020. So it was like pretty early on in the pandemic. I had literally just had a baby a month before. So I was, I was a new mom. So that was a challenge too. (laughs) And Kate had had a baby. So we were both like, we were both had these babies and like, I was literally like nursing during it. So we would have our writing rooms on zoom. Um, and I would literally like tilt the camera up and be like using my breast pump. Sorry if this is too much information, but like we would be doing like the, we would be talking about the stories and, and literally you're like, uh, 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 of, of, like, and that's, that's like just live, like, that's what you have to do. Right. Like, you, ha- you have to pump and like um, run a show at the same time. And I did that for a year. It was very intense. Like, um, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep.
0: But hey, it, it's all paid off with the show and, and your son. I did read that, that you gave birth to a son. I did not know it when it was, but I saw on Twitter that you wrote, when it comes to this show, I've never been prouder of anything I've ever done except for giving birth to my son. He's very cool. Uh, when did you, yeah, that's very funny. When did you officially know that you were a part of something special? What, what was Was there a specific day, a specific moment where you knew, wow, this is the career highlight of my life?
1: I just every day was so easy you know like I've, i feel like there's been times in my in my professional career where i've been like you know it's not fun and then on this show every day was fun you know even when we had like uh even if challenges came up like like um oh this this won't look a certain way this won't be a certain way or we have to change this line or whatever like like, water off a duck's back. Like, it just, like, I feel like this the team on this show, Kate and, like, Christine and Julie at the core and Rebecca at DreamWorks and then, like, and Diana at Apple and then everyone around us, Wayne, the director, like, all the writers, everyone involved was just so kind and so lovely that it it honestly made everything easy and I I've never felt that kind of ease before on a job like I know everyone worked really hard and put in long hours like I don't want to minimize that that it was hard work but at the same time it just felt like there was an ease ease to it and a celebration everybody was always everyone involved was always so um it felt like their hearts were really were really being put into the work you know and 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 that made me feel the proudest of all, I think.
0: That's great to hear. And I think families are going to open up their hearts to Pinecone and Pony. New from DreamWorks, premiering this Friday, April 8th on Apple TV+. Plus. Stephanie Callener, the executive producer and showrunner. Thank you for being on the LCJ Q&A today. Thank you. I hope I didn't ramble too much. Oh, no, you, you were fantastic. It's so great to talk with you about this. I think it's going to be a big hit, and I can't wait for families to watch it. And you can get more LCJ QA and podcast episodes wherever you get your podcasts, as well as lcj.podbean.com, Twitter at LCJReviews, and lights-camera-jackson.com.